Hello, I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I hope you are able to either watch or listen uh, to the podcast. Last week, I talked about speaking the Word of God and how important your words are. What you say is critically important. Are you saying what you have, or are you having what you say? Jesus said that whoever shall say unto this mountain, this problem, this need, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. What you say is so critically important. And when you only talk defeat or negativism, you're just pouring gasoline on your faith. So be careful what you say. Make sure what you say is in harmony with the Word of God. And I'll give you the example that I shared last week. Uh, Jesus and his disciples were in a certain city and they were hungry. And Jesus went over to a fig tree, but it had not yet produced any figs because apparently it was not yet fig season. And Jesus cursed the tree. Now, most people don't talk to trees, <laughs> but Jesus did. He talked to the tree and said, you'll bear fruit again no more forever. And the disciples were standing there and they heard it. And uh, nothing seemed to happen. Nothing seemed to happen on the outside, but something was happening on the inside. And that's a terrible mistake that we make. When we make a positive word of God confession and we don't see it instantly, we wonder what's wrong. Well, sometimes things take a little while. The next day, when Jesus and the disciples came back, Peter noticed that the tree was changed. And he said to Jesus, look, the tree that you cursed yesterday has withered up from the roots. It took 24 hours. But the tree responded to the words of Jesus. And Jesus said, as I just quoted, have faith in God, that's Mark 11, 23 and 24, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, not just think, not positive thinking, talking about saying, whosoever shall say, use their mouth and speak, say unto this mountain, this need, this problem, whatever it is, be removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. It's not just saying it, it's believing that it's going to come to pass. It's sending your faith out there. And he also said, whosoever shall uh, uh, none of that, but, but what, when, you, when you pray, believe that you receive. In other words, when you say it, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. I told the story last week of how I entered into the healing ministry by speaking the Word of God, by saying it over and over and over. John Osteen, Joel Osteen's dad, was a, a member of our board and a longtime friend. And, of course, we put all the Osteens through school. I, I, know, I know all of them. In fact, Joel and I just talked on the phone the other day and was a guest on my podcast not too long ago. But John Osteen used to say, uh, to speak it over and over again is to mutter. And to mutter, that's what mutter means. You meditate on it over and over and over, and you say it, and you say it, and you say it, until it becomes a part of your belief system. Your words are so important. What you say is critical. And I, I want to take that a step further today by talking about favor, God's favor in your life. Now, as you study the Bible, you'll find that there were many who had God's favor. The Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Abraham found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord said to him, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. 
And you can find that throughout the Word of God, favor. We need the favor of God. We need to use our faith. We need to say our faith. And we need to have the favor, the favor of God. Now, did you know that favor is attached to your faith? What does Hebrews 11, uh, Hebrews 11 chapter 1 say? Faith is the substance or proof. Faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. The evidence of that which you have not yet seen. And that's why speaking the word and having God's favor on your life is so important. Go with me over to Luke in the Bible, Luke in the New Testament, chapter one, by the way, someone who has a cataract in your right eye, you're being healed right now by the power of God. If that's you, contact me online at richardroberts.org and let me hear your testimony. A, a, a cataract in an eye is being healed. Suddenly all the blurriness, everything, the, the spot out there, it's all gone and you're seeing clearly now that's a healing from a cataract. Let me know who you are. Go to richardroberts.org and share your testimony with me. But while you're doing that, go over to Luke chapter one. Now look at this, beginning in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to Galilee, to Nazareth, to a virgin, talking about Mary, who was engaged to a man named Joseph. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you, Mary. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said. She didn't understand and uh, cast in her mind what manner of salutation should this be? In other words, what's going on? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father, David, and, and she, uh, uh, Joseph, her, her espoused husband, her fiance, was of the line of David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, or over Israel, and over his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be, seeing that I have not been with a man? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the highest, the power of God, shall overshadow you. And that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Talking about Jesus. And uh, in verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to the word. And the angel departed from her. Favor is attached to your faith. Mary had to get her faith in line with the Word of God. Now, favor, F-A-V-O-R. I want you to notice that God was not looking for someone who was special. Okay? God was not looking for a special woman to bring forth His only begotten Son. God was looking for someone who was humble, someone who would believe Him and use their faith. You don't have to be an extraordinary person for God to use you. Now, if you don't believe that, then just look at me. <laughs> I am the most ordinary person. There's nothing special about me. I'm just an ordinary person. What, what is extraordinary about me is the fact that I believe God. 
And I expect God to be God and to do what he says he will do. And I use my faith to bring those things into being. It's not because I'm a special person. You don't have to be somebody extra special. Now, if you, if you look at the scene that I just read, Mary was, was not a person of notoriety. I doubt sincerely that anybody outside of Nazareth even knew who she was. And yet God saw her and God sees you. And when you obey him and when you stay humble, my, my, my grandmother, Granny Roberts, used to say to my dad, Oral, stay humble, stay, stay small in your own eyes and obey God and you'll bless the world. And my dad said that to me as I grew up, Richard, stay humble in the sight of God. Uh, don't, that's it. don't let your head get too big and, and obey God and God will bless the world through you. Mary was not extraordinary, but my point is God will use you if you'll just stay humble and pure and if you'll just obey God and do what he said. Favor, now listen to this. Favor is for purpose. It's not for status. You hear that? Favor is not so you can be somebody great over here or because you can be in the newspaper, or because you can be online, or because you can be hailed as some great conqueror. No, favor is for purpose. It's not for status. In other words, there's a reason behind you having the favor of God in your life. There's a reason behind me having the favor of God. And that purpose is the healing ministry. I'm called as an evangelist in the healing ministry, okay? That's what I'm called to do. I prayed for a woman the other day. Uh, she called about her, her daughter, asked me to pray, and I, I prayed on the telephone. And I got the word next day. She was completely healed and released from the hospital. Well, God has favored me with a healing ministry, not because I'm somebody special, but because I'm, I'm staying humble in my own eyes, and I'm obeying God, and God is blessing people through me, but not because of me, okay? There's a purpose for the favor. It's not so I can gain some kind of status or, or be held up high in esteem. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in that, you know. I'm not having that in my life anyway. <laughs> and something, however, can kill that favor. Okay? Something you need to be aware of, and it's fear. Fear will kill your favor faster than anything. But the Bible says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but instead he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You've got to understand that the greatest enemy to your potential success is fear. And if you've been experiencing fear in your life, now I'm not talking about an ordinary fear. I'm not talking about a fear that God gave you. God, God, uh, uh, God only gave you two fears. You were born with two fears, doctors say. The fear of falling and the fear of high places. Those are natural fears. When I stay in a hotel that has a balcony that, and a big atrium and you can look down the floors below and see that, I see the, you know, the people in the lobby, I, I don't go to the edge and look down. I, I, I don't like that. There's a, there's a naturalness about it. I stay away from those high places because, because of a fear, but that's a natural fear. The kind of fear that would make you take the hand of a child when you cross the street. The kind of fear that, that you have when you don't run a red light because you think somebody's coming that way, that's a natural thing. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the kind of fear that comes to torment you. The kind of fear that makes it to where you become an insomniac. You can't sleep. The kind of fear that you're afraid to go out of your house. You're, you're afraid you're going to get COVID. You're afraid this is going to happen to you. You're afraid an accident's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm talking about things that, that come against you that you just terrify you. That's not from God. 
That's a spirit of fear. And God didn't give it to you. He said, I've given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And this is where Satan attacks us. He attacks us at the fear level. That's when we've got to rise up and say, no devil, you can't have me. No devil, you can't have my family. No devil, you can't have my health. No devil, you can't have my money. No devil, you can't have my job or my business or my ministry. No devil, you can't have my my marriage. You can't have my relationships. You can't have my emotions. No. That's when you say, no, Satan, you can't do it. No, you can't have this. Maybe you don't understand it, but don't get frustrated about it. Because I believe you're closer to the miracle that you're seeking than you have any idea. But do not allow fear to gain a foothold because that will kill favor quicker than anything. Now here's something else. God's favor is attached to his presence. God's favor is attached to his presence. Now let me ask you a question. Are you worshiping him? Are you spending time in his presence? If favor is attached to his presence, then you ought to be in his presence. I went to bed last night. I lifted my hands and I began to pray. I began to speak in tongues. I began to call things as though they're, that are not as though they are. I entered into his presence. This morning when I awakened, really early this morning, the, the, uh, the sun was just beginning to <laughs> peak peek its head, and I began to worship and praise God. Favor is attached to his presence. And the good news is, you don't have to do this alone. Turn over in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 40. Go backwards in your Bible. Isaiah chapter 40. You don't have to do this alone, my friend. Beginning at verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, or in other words, who are in his presence, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Are you in his presence? If you're not in his presence, then get in his presence. You don't have to do this alone. And then faith is always attached to expansion and growth. One more scripture, Isaiah 54, same book. Move over to the 54th chapter. Isaiah 54 and verse two. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Verse three, for thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left. What does that mean? That means dream big. I have a dream in my heart. Do you have a dream? 
<laughs> I remember seeing a movie once. This guy walking down the street said, welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? <laughs> well, I don't have a dream of Hollywood, but I have a dream. I have a vision in my heart. I have a vision for reaching 100,000 pastors in underdeveloped nations a year. I have a vision of reaching 100,000 pastors every year. And if those pastors reach out and touch about 1,000 people, which is about on average, that's 100 million people. I have a vision that God has placed in my heart in India, in Pakistan, in Ukraine, in Central America, up at the North Pole, near or near the North Pole, up in, up in the northern portions of Canada, up there where it's so cold almost all year round, in Africa and other places in the world. God said, I'm going to make you a minister to ministers. And I'm going to have you use all of the newest technology that is available. So Richard, I hear the Lord saying, don't be afraid of this. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I have a dream and I have a vision in my heart. God's favor is always attached to expansion and growth. And the Bible says in Isaiah 54 and verse two, enlarge the place of your tent. That's why I am announcing that I'm going to build a new ministry global expansion headquarters here in Tulsa going to cost a lot of money. And I'm going to use my faith in the name of Jesus and believe God for it to be built. And I'm going to call on partners like you all over America, Canada, and nations all over the earth to stand with me in Jesus' name. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. He said, you're going to reach out to the right. You're going to reach out to the left. That means everywhere. And how's it going to happen? It's going to happen with God's favor. It's going to happen with us speaking the word of God and commanding the devil to get out of our way and to speak to those things that stand in the way of us doing what God has told us to do. And the good news is, if I can do it, you can do it. God's favor. The favor of God. I, I was listening to my longtime friend Jerry Savelle just the other day. Lindsay had found a, a, a video that Jerry had, had just recent, where he just recently preached. And Jerry and his wife, Carolyn, and their family, uh, and uh, Lindsay and I, and my whole family have been friends for many years. I've known Jerry for, oh, I guess more than, almost 50 years I've known Jerry. Great friends. Uh, in fact, he and I texted this morning. And Jerry was telling the story about how uh, a couple of years ago, Lindsay and I were with him and his wife in their home in Fort Worth. We had gone down to spend a couple of days with them and we're staying, they have a, a big uh, guest bedroom in their home, and we were staying in the guest bedroom. And Jerry came in and said, let's all go to lunch. So we got in, uh, uh, Carolyn has a, a Suburban, and Carolyn and Lindsay were up front, and Jerry and I were in the back. Carolyn was driving. And we were talking on the way to this restaurant, and all of a sudden Jerry's uh, cell phone rang, and so he answered it, and it was his office saying that one of his partners uh, uh, was going to give him a car. And it turns out, I didn't know this, it turns out that when Jerry was getting ready to go into the ministry when he, was, when he was very young, he had a 1965 Pontiac GTO, okay? And in order to enter the ministry, he sold that car and took that money and put it in the ministry. But in his heart, he always wished that he had had that still kept that GTO. It's a classic. The 65 GTO is a classic. 
And uh, he gave that car, or he sold that car, and gave all the proceeds to start the Jerry Savelle ministry. Well, this is more than 50 years ago. Now, 50 years ago plus. And uh, the person in his office said, well, this partner called and, and knew that you once had a GTO. And uh, he knew that you probably would like to have another one. And he said he happened to have a, a gold 1965 GTO that had been completely refurbished. And they only made a few hundred of the ones that were painted in gold. Kind of a real copper gold color, beautiful. He said, I want to give it to you as a gift. And Jerry got excited in the car and, and uh, he told us about it. And uh, he began to say, it's favor, it's God's favor, it's God's favor. And I said, Jerry, you, you preach a lot about God's favor, don't you? He said, yes, I do. I, and he said, because I have the favor of God. And I said, you really are favorite of God. And Lindsay began singing, little GTO. Remember that song? Little GTO. Some of you aren't old enough to remember that. But I remember that song, Little GTO, by, by Ronnie and the Daytonas back in the 1960s. Well, uh, a few days later, that car arrived. And I got to sit in it. I, I, I didn't drive it, but I got to sit behind the wheel of that 1965 GTO. Now, it brought back a lot of memories to me because back in 1966, when I was in high school, I had a Chevelle Malibu 327 horsepower, four-speed Muncie linkage, and it was fast. And uh, uh, I'll say this quietly, I, I like to drag race it. And uh, the only car that ever beat me in a drag race was a 1965 GTO. I still remember, and I still have aught against my friend who said, Richard, for this race, you need to let some air out of your tires. And it was a mistake <laughs> because all I did on the starting line was spin my wheels and I didn't get started fast enough and the GTO beat me by, by a car length. I still have awe in my heart. <laughs> I should not have let some air out of my tires. I, I caused some extra drag and my, my car just spun. Well, anyway, I, 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 I'm trying to live in forgiveness. <laughs> but the only car that ever beat me in a drag race was a 1965 GTO. And now Jerry has that gold, perfectly restored, magnificently beautiful 1965 Pontiac GTO. That's favor. He didn't ask for it. God sent it because he knew that all through these years, Jerry has wanted one because he gave his in order to start his ministry. And that's favor. And we went to lunch and we had a big time. We were all singing, uh, Wah, 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 in the car. You know that song. Go online and, and, and Google uh, Ronnie and the Deltonas. And just uh, Daytonas. Ronnie and the Daytonas and you can, little GTO. Anyway, uh, I'm talking about the favor of God. I'm talking about speaking things into existence. I'm speaking this new ministry headquarters into existence. I'm using my faith. 
I'm calling on the favor of God that's in my life to build this new ministry center. And I got much more to share. There's some things that are happening in my heart right now that I'm not quite prepared to share, but I will be soon. And when I do, you'll be hearing about it. But this is not just about me. This is about you. This is about you using your faith. This is about you using your words. This is about you and the favor of God in your life. And this is, this is about you taking advantage of what's available to you instead of shrinking back and being afraid. And I'm praying for that favor to be on your life. I'm praying for you to use your words in the Bible-honored way. And stop talking defeat and stop talking loss and stop talking hurt and stop talking sickness and disease. Instead, start talking victory, start talking miracles, start talking healing, start talking deliverance. And I'm saying it in the authority of Jesus. And I'm even clicking my heels while I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. And I pray that over you today. I pray God's favor. I pray his touch upon your life. I rebuke every sickness, every disease, every fear, and every doubt, and I command the devil to take his hands off of you. And I believe God for your miracle. In Jesus' name. Now, you may be watching me today. You may be just listening to this podcast. Let me, let me hear from you this week. Let me know how you feel about this podcast. Let me know how you feel about what I'm saying. And pray about what God might lead you when the time comes for us to start investing in that new building. I've already paid for the land. The land's, the land's been bought. The land's been bought. Now we're believing God for a building to come up out of it. I'll be talking to you more about that later. And I'll see you next time right here on Expect a Miracle. Text giving is now available. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.